How good was worship this morning? I thought worship was just a real sense of God. Amazing to be in the house. Welcome to all our new people. My name's Andre. It's my wife, Leanne. I also want to welcome our online um, uh, church where we've got people, uh, online church, future Tailview. So it's on Facebook. You can share that now. We're also online on at Malkbush right now. And we are online on View Church Camps Bay. Um, and uh, Malkbush has been going amazing. And Camps Bay, has a lot of first-time guests today. How cool is that? That church is just a few months old. And um, so it's amazing to be connecting. And at the moment of Valentine's Sunday, Graham speaking of Malpus, we're doing this here and Matt's live at Camps Bay. So um, it's just awesome to see what's happening in the life of the church. And last week was Vision Sunday. So our vision is to live with the end in mind. If we're living with the end in mind, we understand that the only thing we can take with us to heaven is people. So if we live with the end in mind, then we understand that what's our, our mission here on earth is that each one should reach one. God saved you with somebody else in mind. Doesn't mean He loves you less, He loves you fully, but as you get saved, you get to carry this awesome gift that He gives you into your world. So our vision is each one, um, we're living with the end in mind, our mission is each one reach one. And let's quickly pray for everyone that, that God's gonna, well, every person God's gonna put in front of you, that one person that He wants you to invite and to show love to. And come, let's pray for that. God, we just lift up those people you're gonna put in our way, especially that one person that you are putting in front of us. They might be at our workplace or in the school we're in or on our street or they might be part of our family or just our uh, circle of friends. God, we pray that you prepare their hearts, you soften their hearts for the invite we're gonna give them. I pray, God, on that day they receive the invite, they'd be ready for it. Um, I also pray, God, that, that as they are in your house, that you would knock on the door of their hearts as you say you do in Scripture, that you would, of course, take the scales of the eyes that they see you for who you are and that they'd open that door and receive you as their Savior. In Jesus' name, everyone believe it said, Amen. So it's pretty simple. Live with the end in mind. Each one, reach one. So we said this is our legacy month. And we're going, how do we live a life that leaves a legacy? How do we live a life that actually sees the vision fulfilled? Well, the key way to do it is to go with God's plan. Of course, Scripture says many are man's plans, but God's purpose prevails. There's this prevailing power that comes on our life when we live out God's purpose. And, and God, when He made us, He made us on purpose. And one of the purposes, the original purpose is for relationship with Him. Okay, we know that even as Adam and Eve sinned, there was disconnect and God's plan then, the second plan came into to action where Jesus was redeeming us, restoring a relationship with God. There was, a, there was this debt, Jesus paid it, and He removed the obstacles so that you and I can be in a healthy relationship with God. Jesus can live in our hearts and, and we can have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, but, but we're almost going back to the original plan. Not only did God make us for a relationship with Him, he also made us for a relationship with other people. This is God's design. Anything that comes against that, I can guarantee you, not even like, I don't even have to prove it, it's actually the enemy's plan. Anything that disconnects you, isolates you, takes you away from healthy relationship is the enemy's plan. Anything that takes you into healthy relationship is God's plan. And so just a value in our house is relationship before ministry. We grew up with it. If you've been part of your church for years, you'll remember it. Graham and Jenny used to say it, relationship 
before ministry. Uh, and, and even as, as you have a relationship, you end up ministering. Our relationship with God frees us and we carry this awesome ministry He gives us into our world. So yes, Sunday is about relationship with God. It's about relationship with other people. We want you, even the church, the way our building's set up is to facilitate the vision. Our social area is there for you to connect. The way we do kids' church is there not only to connect with God, but to connect with other people. The way we, we set up our space, it's, 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 it's there to fulfill the vision. Um, even the future building plans and even buildings we look at, it's, does this building help us fulfill the vision? See, you're not gonna remember the sermons, but you will remember the people that impact your life. And, and simply said, you won't remember the last five messages, but you will remember the last five people that impacted your life. We know people make the difference. And, and so God saves you, and then He brings people in your life to bring healing into your life. And so God wants you. It says you, we love God, greatest command, and we love people, love our neighbor. And then scripture says, you can't say you hate someone and love God. They don't, they can't go apart. It's always together, love God and love people. I think another like helpful way of looking at, looking at it is that the currency of God's kingdom is actually relationship. Okay, that's the currency. That's what God places value on. Now, anyone here ever gone overseas and accidentally pulled out like a five rand coin and tried to pay for something in the UK? Anyone? Berries hasn't happened to you guys? No, they're too wise and planned and calculated. Okay, it's happened to me. I wasn't in the UK, but I was about 14 or 15 and my parents were taking us on our first ever missions trip to Zambia. We were driving up and I remember crossing a border into Botswana, you know, because we had to go through the border post, but I didn't quite click that now the currency had changed. And so I got out at the petrol station, I got my chips and my water and my wallet, and I tried to pay with South African rands, and they were like, uh, sorry, um, we actually have Botswana dollars. Did you guys know that? Anyone else know that? I'm the only one that was shocked. Only, okay, but, um, yeah, they were like, sorry, we, we can't help you. And I had to scramble, uh, you know, the typical 15, 14 year old, mom, mom, help. Um, we ended up getting some, some Botswana dollars and I was able to purchase my snacks, okay. But I was using the wrong currency. It wasn't gonna get me anywhere. As Christians, what we sometimes do is we think God places value on other things. So we think the currency of heaven is, um, you know, uh, talking a certain way or uh, maybe reading two paragraphs of the Bible every day or dressing a certain way or we tick off a list and we go, this is, this is what's important to God. Like this is heaven's currency. And God's going, no, my currency is relationships. That's how you're gonna get places with me is through relationships. Now the introverts are not enjoying this. You're going, come on, why God, why? But God, that, that's just the way He's designed it. Okay, He has, he has said, you are, you're gonna find freedom through people. You're gonna grow through people. You're gonna deal with your issues through people. But I also bring healing through people. So there's no way around it. And I'll be honest, I think the relationships is what, I've been in this church since I was five. And that's, what's, that's been the glue that's kept me here, is, is good relationships. I've been challenged, I've been very upset, I've been hurt, I've been, but 
knowing that people care about me has always kept me here. It's been the glue. And um, we, yeah, God's never, ever gonna bypass it. You guys know the Bible says that we will be known by our fruit, right? So if you've got a tree in your garden, you can tell everyone it's an apple tree, but if you pick it off and there's no apples, it's actually a plum. Is it an apple tree? No, okay. So you're known by your fruit, right? Christians are known by their fruits. I want you guys to think about this. I can spend all the time in my bedroom, on my knees praying, and chatting to my goldfish, and I'm not gonna grow in the fruits of the Spirit. I'm not. You can, but yeah, you're praying all day. It's just me and the goldfish and Jesus. Put me in a room with five colleagues who disagree with me, or put me on a crowded highway with a bunch of taxis, and then suddenly I'm gonna grow in the fruits of the Spirit. Are you with me? That's the way God designed it. All of a sudden there's somebody who, I always joke, I have Italian blood. I'm apologizing up front. I know I must have some Italian ancestry because I can get excited and uh, you know, and especially with the taxi drivers and I'm working on it. I'm, I'm a work in progress. What did the Wilkerson say? Please excuse the mess. God bless this mess. I'm a work in progress. So I don't have it all together. but. I'm okay when it's just me and the goldfish, but when I'm on the road and there's lots of different cars, I have to grow in patience, I have to grow in love, I realize, hey, I don't have it all together, I need some help, okay? When I'm mixing with people who don't think like I think, who disagree with me, that's when I get stretched and I grow, and that's the way that God's designed it. So, you know, you get saved, you are justified, you are ready for heaven, but until you meet Jesus, you are being sanctified, amen? And how does God sanctify us? Through people, relationships. Yeah. So solitude is a gift from God. So time with God and quietness is a gift, but isolation is a tactic of the enemy. I need you to think about that. Solitude is a gift from God, but isolation is a tactic of the devil. You and I need times of solitude. And we live in a beautiful city to go for walks in that. But once we let that solitude lead to isolation, then what God is using for our good, Satan starts to use for his purpose. And COVID has been a season where people have been isolated. COVID should highlight our need for community more than drive a habit of isolation. And if it doesn't, it's also a wake-up call. What's wrong, God? You designed me for relationship. You know, anytime you are feeling sad and that sadness goes to maybe a heaviness, it might be anger to heaviness to sad depression or just sadness to heaviness to depression, you'll find the more you wanna be isolated. It's an outworking of something unhealthy. But the healthier you get, you'll find the more you'll want community. A lot of the time, you need to now know, you know the kingdom principle, and by faith you step into the kingdom one so that you can experience the kingdom breakthrough. But in this moment, I wanna highlight some things that will 
that might be getting in the way and it might help you before you're just stepping into a view group. But, but the first time God's negative, it says, the Lord said, God said in Genesis 2 verse 18, it's not good for man to be alone. That's the first time God was actually negative in the Bible, it's not good for man to be alone. So when you isolate, it's not good. Simple as that. It's not good for you. If you see a family member who's isolated, pray for them. But if you leave them, you understand, things grow. In relationships, things grow. In isolation, things grow. In isolation, things are growing in a negative way. In community, things can grow in a positive way. Yes, you can be in a bad community and you're growing in a negative way. But what I'm saying, we're speaking now a kingdom community, a godly community versus isolation. Don't fool yourself that your family member's not growing in a direction in their isolation. You and I need to pray for them. But, but the enemy loves it. But in relationship, a relationship with God, something great can happen. Daniel 11 verse 32 says, but the people that know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. The, they will be strong and carry, there's great things that come from a great relationship with God. And the great things that come from great relationship with other people. Daniel, of course, had a great relationship with God. He also had these friends. But relationships you build, you can write this down, the relationships you build in this life will determine what you and I build in this life. The relationships you and I build in this life will determine what you and I build in this life. The things you break in this life can also be found in relationships that are broken. You and I make major life-changing decisions if you look at what, what was sort of the big part of that decision is normally your relationships. You and I decide what we're gonna do with our careers based on the relationships we're in. We're gonna, we decide what we're gonna do with our finances based on our relationships. You decide where you're gonna move based on your relationships. What house you gonna buy? Actually, you even decide who you're gonna marry. But of course, if it's in a relationship with God and healthy people, then, then you make some good decisions. But your decisions are connected to your relationships. The things you build are connected to the relationships you build. The things you break are connected to broken relationships. You need to decide now how to direct this. You don't just let life happen to you. You know, Rehoboam was a grandson of David. His father was Solomon. David was a great king. Solomon was a wise king. And Rehoboam was a skilled king. But he ended up failing. If you look at it in 1 Kings 12, he had a group of good friends and he had a group of bad friends. His bad friends said, you're the leader, you show them what kind of strong leader you are. Show them that you've got more strength in your little finger than your father had in his whole body. How are you gonna do it? You tax them, you up their taxes. And you know what he did it? And he failed as a king. You and I need to decide who we're gonna make, what's, where we're gonna make relationships. So uh, let it flow from. And you and I need to, the other reason we don't get into relationships and healthy relationships is because you have been hurt in a previous relationship. You've been hurt, you've experienced rejection or maybe even abuse. I want to remind you that hurt people hurt people. If you are hurt, you're gonna to struggle to be in healthy relationships because you'll always bring the hurt from your past. Holding onto the past hurts and offenses will cause you to re reject others. You might go, why do I always isolate myself? Why do I always reject? Because you keep trying to build a future with your past. You keep bringing 
what he did, what she did, what happened to me when I was a little boy, what happened to me when I was a girl. I'm not downplaying that, but I'll let you know there's a God who can heal you. But if you bring all your past into your future relationships, you are focused on the one who offended you, hurt you, rejected you, or abused you, and your eyes are not on the one who healed you. And if you want to step into this, you need to take your eyes off the past and look up at Jesus and say, thank you, Jesus. You made me wonderfully and skillfully. You made no mistake with me. You positioned me in this place. You made me for such a time as this. I'm wonderfully and skillfully made. I'm your child designed for relationships. I'm not here to get anything from anyone. I can give everything to them. What they try to take from me, they couldn't get it right because you've given everything to me. I'm not gonna live with the rear view mirror. I'm not gonna live in my past. I'm gonna step into my future. I'm gonna receive the healing and forgiveness and forgive others. The more you and I live in our past, the more you and I poison ourselves. Bitterness is the overflow of unfulfilled, sort of unfulfilled, and I've got the word here, revenge. Bitterness is the outworking of unfulfilled revenge. I'm gonna get them back. You're living in your past. Jesus has already forgiven you. And so I wanna encourage you, if we let go of these things, we can step into what God has for us. Guys, we've made Valentine's Sunday all about view groups because we believe with everything inside of us that you guys are gonna reach your destiny when you get into proper relationships. I've been in this church since I was five. I joined my first view group when I was 11. I have got through my toughest seasons with the support of my view group. I have had people praying for me, they've had my back, they've challenged me, but I can say with all certainty that I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have the right relationships, which I got in view groups. So we believe in it. We're gonna speak in it till we, we'll talk about it till we pink in the face because we believe your destiny is wrapped up in good, solid Christian relationships. That's, so, so we're never gonna stop uh, encouraging you guys. We want you to reach your destiny. I think, um, you know, COVID, for our church, I think God has taken what the enemy wanted to use for evil and he's turned it into something good, right? Yeah. We've seen uh, Malpo's Strunt, a View Church, Malpo's birthed out of COVID. We've seen Camps Bay birthed out of COVID. Yeah. We're going, wow, God put this dream in our heart to reach our city and all of a sudden it's seeming more possible because we, we're planning new churches because we just had to. We had to, we had to meet in smaller groups. We were forced to think big. So listen, God's in control and he's powerful and he's good. But I also know that the devil has taken COVID and he has wreaks a lot of havoc, you know? Um, so Andre and I were talking, I'm, I'm just gonna be very honest with you guys. We were talking this weekend, we've been married, this is our 14th year. We have never not run a view group at our house for our whole 14 years of marriage, except for COVID. And we were saying, we have to get a view group back in our house because it's blessed us so much, you know? And I wanna encourage you guys, there is a view group that suits you. You can join a group and go, hey, this isn't really my vibe. No one's gonna be offended. We'll send you to seven other ones. You will find a group that feels like home. You will find people that you can connect with. You can join an interest group. They go surfing, they walk dogs, they exercise. There's something for everyone. But we know that you're gonna reach your destiny when you get into a circle. So just with COVID, I think 
Um, and, and we mentioned this a few weeks ago at church, you know, just the way, the way that COVID has worked. We've got so used to having our evenings, right? Like, I mean, we work from home. Some of us have gone back to the office now, but our evenings, we're pretty much at home. Netflix has just taken it up another level, right? They are like bringing out the best stuff. And it's so tempting to just sit and watch Netflix. Well, come on, let's just be real. Let's be honest, we're in church. Like, you just wanna She's chill. confessing her sins, right? I, I'm, yeah, I don't, <laughs> you know, I'm just praying, I'm always just Yeah, yeah. luckily he's interceding for me. Marry a godly man. <laughs> but. <laughs> that sounded sarcastic, so. Anyway, but, but, but let's just be real. Okay, it's tempting, right? To sit at home on the couch, but you are missing out on getting into that group and having these people who've got your back, who are praying for that right job, who are praying for you where you're going through that conflict in your family. They're praying for your unsafe family member. I don't think I would've got through medical school without my view group praying for me. I always say this, all those babies came flying out when I was on call because people were praying. I believe it. You guys think I'm nuts, I swear, the power of prayer. So, but what's happened with COVID is we've become complacent, we've got isolated. The devil knows how powerful unity is. When we gather, I mean, the Greek word for church is ecclesia, ecclesia and it means gathering. a gathering. That's what church means, a gathering. When we gather, there's unity. Yeah. Where there's unity, God commands a blessing. Where there's unity, miracles can happen, strongholds are broken down, people, people's loved ones get prayed for and saved. We see miracles. The devil doesn't want us gathering, he wants us scattered. Yeah. So, so now more than ever, we need to go, we're gonna fight for community. We're not gonna be unwise, but we're gonna fight for community. Sorry, Andre, once he gets the mic, I'll, I won't get uh, another word in, so I just wanna just make sure I've said everything I wanted to say. I love my husband. I promise you I've got less words than her, don't worry. <laughs> he's actually right, yeah, he's right, he's right. Uh, my daughter told everyone I had purple diarrhea, and I had a friend ask me if I was okay. I was very embarrassed. I said to her, did you tell them I had purple diarrhea? She said, yeah. I said, why would you do that? She said, because I heard you telling daddy. I was like, it was verbal diarrhea. <laughs> And you don't discuss my diarrhea with anyone, whatever kind of diarrhea. Anyway, the joys of having a seven-year-old. But yeah, I do have a lot of words. But I wanna quickly say this before I hand over to my very wise husband. Lions are very clever the way that they hunt. I've spoken about this before. They suss out the prey. They watch, they watch the, the, the wildebeest or whatever they're gonna eat and they look for the weakest link. And then, what they do is they attack in a group and they try to isolate. So they will try to take the pack by surprise, freak out the weakest link, get them isolated, and then they feed, yeah. okay? The devil wants you isolated because your victory is wrapped up in relationships. Your victory is wrapped up in being in a circle, having people that are praying for you, having a church that has your back, having a group of people who you can be real and honest with, who can tell you when there's food in your teeth because they love you. Amen. Amen. So Proverbs 18 verse one says this, and you know, we have some worship, the, the keys up. But it's such an important scripture. It says, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desires. He rages against all wise judgment. So a person who isolates themselves, 
seeks their own desire and they rage. It's, it's saying in scripture that when you live for yourself, you're raging, you're going against everything that's gonna be wise and benefit you. Like you should try this, where you live life and consider others and see the miracles that happen in your life. You know, you and I need to, this is a step of faith. So, so even as we do this, for all our young people in the room, if you're not married yet, pray to God to meet somebody who loves God more than they love you, because then they'll treat you like they should. Now, I always say this to young guys, if you are living for God, it's like you're riding this horse, the kingdom horse, like, yeah. If you have to get off your horse to meet your spouse and get off track, you're probably meeting the wrong person. But if you are riding this horse and living for God, you're gonna meet your spouse along the way. She's gonna be going for God and coming on her horse and, and actually you'll meet and you go, you too? Yes, me too. But if you have to get off the horse, hey, who's that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, horsey, stay there. Next time, the horse is gone. Anyway, you know what I mean? Like, you've lost your purpose. There goes your purpose. And then you go, well, together we're gonna find our purpose. No. So young people, meet somebody who loves God. If God, God needs to be everything to them. If God's everything to you, that's equally yoked. The next thing is choose your friends wisely. You know, uh, choose your friends to strengthen you. You know, David had Nathan. David sins and nobody's spoken to him yet. Nathan comes to him and says, you know, there was this man, he took this person's sheep and he had a thousand sheep and he took the one sheep the man loved. And David goes, that's terrible. Who's that man? And Nathan goes, you're the man. You know, Bathsheba, she was somebody else's wife. He had a good enough friend to strengthen him and also to challenge him. You guys, we, we need friends who, who are gonna tell us when there's something on our teeth. But even more than that, actually things that are derailing our life. Uh, then choose your company. This is such an important scripture. Proverbs 27 verse 19. A mirror reflects a man's face but what he is really like is shown by the kinds of friends he chooses. A mirror reflects a man's face, but what he's really like can be found by the friends he chooses. I encourage you to find good friends and also sever harmful relationships. Proverbs 9, 13 verse 20. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but the companion of fools suffers Harm. Some of us, by just cutting off harmful relationships, are gonna experience less suffering this year. So I need to encourage you to, to be wise, yeah. If I had to be completely honest and tell you guys what I love the most about this church or why I've stayed just since I was five years old, is because being a part of you church allows me to be a part of something so much bigger than myself. Because I know that with just Leanne Kweef, there's just so much that I can do. But we're a team and we're a family. And together, I really do believe that we can change our city. God can use us to change our nation. He can use us to change the world. I believe it. You might think I'm naive, but I believe it. But I know that by myself, it's just me. So I get to be a part of this family. I guess we're part of a team. We are a team. Now you've heard about my seven-year-old who is quite a character. We've got two daughters, a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. And they're very into netball right now. 
And the seven-year-old is fiercely competitive. It's genetic. And um, she plays goal shooter. And um, she's got a friend who's actually also seriously competitive. She's a goal attack. And watching these seven-year-olds play netball is quite entertaining because, you know, especially when they start, the ball goes in the wrong direction and then they run with the ball. And, but now they're getting to a point where they're learning all the rules. But I'm watching the goal attack and the goal shooter and Zara, my seven-year-old, and Mia, her friend, they've got this thing that whoever scores the goal is the winner, not the team. So Zara will catch the ball and she'll make sure her foot's in the circle. She's like so far away from the ball. I'm like, pass to Mia! Like she's right under the post, she's open. And Zara will just chuck for the goal. And sometimes she gets it in, then I'm like, that's my girl. Sometimes she misses, that's his girl, you know. I, I. And Mia does the same thing. Mia does, they are like in a competition. They want to score the goal, it's their goal. And I've actually pulled the girls aside and said, hey, do you guys know that you are part of a team? And you are the only two that are allowed to shoot, but there's five other girls that are working their butts off. They are defending. They are running around the midcourt. They're passing the ball to you. And you guys are just thinking about getting the ball in yourselves. It's not about you. It's about the team. Come on, Mia. Come on, Zara. You pass to each other. You do what's best for the team. If Zara can shoot up close, you pass to Zara. Um, Mia, uh, Zara, if Mia's right there, you're not gonna dunk the ball without even looking because your foot's in the circle. You gotta pass to Mia because the team, this is about the team. And watching them actually grasp that, they're doing so much better. But my point is we are a team. We need each other. We are in this together. We, you, we, we can't do this alone. We need each other. Yeah. And that's what you're gonna find in a view group. You find it in a church, but you're gonna find it even more in a view group. And that's why this Sunday we've, we've, we've made it all about, I love my view group. Yeah. Because that's where you really get to actually play out your role on the team. Yeah. So God's designed us to need each other. And it's like He's put 10% of destiny inside of me. And then He's put my destiny in other people. And as I've connected with other people, it's like I've reached 100% or 70% of my destiny. But, but He's never designed us to fulfill our purpose on earth by ourselves. We actually need each other. And that's why it says, you know, two are better than one, but a cord are three strands. And of course the cord has to be entwined into each other. The three of them by themselves can be broken, but you wrap them together, it can't be broken. And when you and I decide to live in community, to step out in faith, we start to experience the miracle that God wants us to experience um, as we get into relationship. It's gonna require faith. And you must remember, a lot of people have a faith crisis. I want you to hear this. A faith crisis is not when God doesn't move, because God's always moving. Faith crisis come when Christians stop moving because faith is about walking out your faith. Faith crises come on the back of the lack of our movement, not God's. God's always moving. And even today, I don't want you to look back at 2022 and not experience everything God has for you. 
step out and start moving into God's plan and see what He does. Sign up. You know, at the end of this, as, as you walk out the doors, we have interest groups. We've got groups for all ages, married couples, married couples with kids, married couples with no kids. We've got young adult groups. We've got seniors groups. We've got dog walking. We've even got a swimming group that uh, the seniors go and swim. And then we've got some uh, young people who walk dogs, old people, different people who hike, everything. You know what I mean? There's a group for you. But you need to do this by faith. You need to step out. You know, Leanne always jokes like, she met me, at, she was serving at youth. We want you, if you're single, to meet your spouse at church. That's the goal. We want you to form your best friendships at church. You know, I've got a friend, we phone each other, but we know our friends determine our future. So we just make sure we stay friends because we actually want to, we see stuff in each other. We've got friends in Durban, in Ireland, who are close friends, pastors, and we phone each other. And then we got friends in Cape Town, but, but we are trying to choose our friends wisely because uh, you are the sum total of your closest friends. That's what your future looks like. Show me your friends, show your future. If you haven't, aren't in a healthy group, I encourage you to do that. Then right now, if you maybe haven't received the forgiveness of Jesus, maybe you've even realized you're living in the past. You're not living in the present. You haven't received His forgiveness and then passed it on to people in your world. You're even trying to make decisions based on past hurt, offense. You're not actually living in the freedom that Jesus gives you. It says, whoever the Son sets free is free indeed. Scripture says, those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Scripture says the wage of sin is death. You and I can't pay that. We can't fit that bill. But then it says, but the gift of God is eternal life. The gift of God. Maybe you haven't received the gift of God. Maybe He's not the Lord of your life. You need to come back to Him this morning or for the first time receive His forgiveness so that you can live in this freedom. I wanna give you that chance with every eye closed. If you are in this place and you wanna come back to God, you're saying, Andre, I've drifted or I've never received the free gift of salvation. I've never asked Him to pay the price for my sins. I wanna encourage you, He's ready to forgive you right now. Scripture says today is the day of salvation. You have to wait one more day. Right now, you can receive Him. You, didn't, you can't earn it, but you can receive it. How about just asking? On three, I'm gonna count to three. If that's you, you say, Andre, can you lead me in a prayer where I give my heart to Jesus, ask Him to forgive me of my sins? That's you, on. You just pop it on three. One, two, three. Just say, that's me, Andre. Will you lead me? Awesome. Anyone else? God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. Anyone else? Just, God bless you. Anyone else? Let's pray quickly. Praise the church family. Jesus, we call on your name. We ask you to forgive us of all our sins. We want you to be the Lord of our life. Today, we receive the free gift of salvation. Thank you for what you've done for me. Today, I'm saved. You're my Lord. Everything's changed. The old is gone and the new has come. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's just give Jesus praise in this place.
Guys, so as you walk out, it's a quick sign up. You can also do it online, but we'd love for you to sign up as you go out. You're gonna have our view group leaders. If you did give your life, we'd love to pray with you and even have you put a cross on the wall just to declare your, you know, your decision. Remember, Baptism Sunday, we'd love for you. If you haven't got taken the baptism step, please sign up for that. You can invite your family to Baptism Sunday. Um, it's gonna be amazing. I think that's next week. So it's gonna be an amazing day. Invite your world to it. Uh, God bless you guys. Remember, there's coffee out there for everyone, for new people, there's free coffee. Uh, but today's View Group Sunday. Why don't you sign up for a group and start the first term in community. God bless you guys.